You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Portland police are troubled by the number of shootings starting off in 2021. There have been more than 30 shootings in the first week and a half of 2021 in Portland. These are some record-setting numbers. And this isn't a stat you want to lead the way. You don't want to have that year where you're like, oh, yeah, we are definitely going to set a record this year. Not the stat you want to have here. All right, before I jump into it, um, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. But more importantly, I read you the news right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Let's jump on into it. All right, Portland police troubled by number of shootings to start 2021. Troubled. Ah, we are slightly troubled by the data we are seeing. Now, it's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? That's what I always think when I see these things. Second weekend of January 2021 was a busy one for the Portland Police Bureau. Officers responded to five shootings between Saturday morning, people watching their Saturday morning cartoons. Remember when that was a thing, Saturday morning cartoons? Because you only had them on Saturday. You didn't have them the rest of the week because you didn't have the cartoon network like you do now on a million channels. You had like ABC, NBC, CBS. They showed some cartoons. That was it. Different day and age, right? So between Saturday morning and Sunday night, they had just a boatload of people shooting each other. The pace hasn't slowed down going into the new year as everyone hoped it would, said Officer Derek Carmen. Watched a video on that and watched some testimony. I think it was from Derek Carmen. And I'm like, why would you think you know, this is one of those things where when you've got momentum going, it's going to keep going and the shooting continues in Portland. It's happening here in Seattle, too. We've we've kind of got an epidemic of stabbings going on. So, you know, it's crazy. And why do we talk about this on a real estate podcast? Well, when you've got crime escalating in an area, guess what happens to the property values in those areas traditionally? Not when we're in a pandemic and we've got two weeks worth of inventory when we should have four to six months. That's kind of that's kind of wiping out all this shooting and stabbing and crazy crime going on. Property values will be impacted. Places where want to where people want to live those are changing because they don't want to be in these neighborhoods where this stuff is going on. They want to be in somewhere safer, where they feel their family is safer, where their businesses are safer, where their customers are safer. These are not the hoods that people are going to be, oh, yeah, let's go out of my way to get that one neighborhood that's had 14 shootings in the last weekend. No, that's not happening. That's why we talk about it here in the Real Estate Podcast, because it's important and nobody else is really covering this stuff. I don't know. So it might as well be me. At 3.30 a.m. Sunday, a 32-year-old man walked into a hotel on Southwest Naito, claiming to have been shot while in a car. An hour later, a 65-year-old woman was shot in the foot as two people tried to steal a car outside of her home on North Wall. So 3.30 in the morning, and then 4.30 in the morning, 65-year-old woman got shot in the foot. They're trying to jack my car. I got shot in the foot. People should feel safe in their home and not have a fear of being struck by a bullet, said Carmen. He's the officer. I agree. You should not have a fear of being struck by a bullet in your neighborhood. According to Carmen, just before 6 a.m. Sunday, officers arrested a man for firing a rifle in an apartment building on Southeast Morrison. Nobody was hurt, but some of the bullets did go into neighboring apartments. That's, that's a slight issue. 
imagine just sitting there maybe in your dining room and you've got a you know sliding door off to your deck or your patio whatever all of a sudden it just shatters and a bullet goes flying into your kitchen cabinets not where i want to be but that stuff is going on authorities also found a bunch of guns body armor and a magazine of more than 50 rounds on the suspect so that's some kind of semi-automatic weapon. This guy was, he was going to do some shooting. He was, he was itching to get that gun out, start doing some shooting, and he couldn't wait. So at Sunday morning at 6 a.m., just fired off some rounds. I have no idea what the circumstances are. I am totally making this up. But doesn't it sound like that is kind of what is going on? We've just got a bunch of gun violence kind of out of control. I'm looking at the photo, for those of you on the podcast, I'm looking at the photo of the weapon that they found. It's got a, it's a, some kind of rifle, uh, semi-automatic rifle, and uh, it's got a big magazine for those 50 rounds. It takes a lot of space to hold 50 rounds. So yeah, that's what the Portland police are working with. Before the weekend ended, a man and a woman were shot at a vigil on Northeast 125th Place. Officers recovered more than 20 casings at that scene. So people are just cranking off round after round after round, and uh, and then the media covers it, right? I mean, it's just, it's wild. You would think that going into the new year, looking at all the terrible events of 2020, people will be looking for a better future in 2021. I think they are, but they're not getting it. And there are still, unfortunately, individuals set on hurting and killing other human beings, said Carmen. Carmen says in the first week and a half of 2021, there have been more than 30 shootings. That compares to 50 shootings in all of January 2020. So record-setting pace there, not the records you want to be creating. Some believe disbanding the gun violence reduction team is to blame. Hmm, you think? I mean, any anything that helps out in these departments, to me, is like, if, put something together, put it back together. I don't care what it is. But you've clearly got some issues with people running around with guns, shooting at each other. You have to take that into account somewhat, said Carmen, talking about the disbanding of the violence reduction team. Certainly there are things at play. Mostly you have to take into account the people intent on doing harm in the community. It's the community that law enforcement hopes will help and end gun violence. Yeah, but we have to have we have to have repercussions for people just running around shooting each other willy nilly. And here in Seattle, it doesn't really feel like that's the thing. It feels like you could take a gun, walk down the sidewalk, pretty much shoot anybody or anything. And you know what? You might get a slap on the wrist and you'd be told, Okay, don't do that again. We love you as our fellow human being. Be good out there. Make good decisions. That's what it feels like to me. And that's why you've just got all these folks running around with weaponry, taking pot shots at each other. And we know it's not random. Most of all this stuff is, it's drug related, right? It's either people stealing, you know, to, to get their next fix, or it's a drug deal gone bad, or it's some kind of crime, some kind of syndicated crime. They're shooting each other. There's always something. When you peel back a little bit, there's always something. And then you throw some random stuff in here. And I think the random stuff has to do with homelessness and people getting a hold of guns and going after each other. There's just random stuff happening left and right. 
It's the community that law enforcement hopes will end gun violence, and the community is hoping that the police will end violence, and neither one of them is happening. And as a result, those shootings keep going up. Authorities are calling on people to be upstanders instead of bystanders. They want people to basically tattle on each other or give them more information. But in these neighborhoods, you know, snitches get stitches. So people are not willing to, oh, yeah, I saw him. He was a big, tall guy. He had a gun in his hand and he was pointing it at me. And I think his name was Fred. No, they're not doing that. They're like, yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get implicated in this. No. So hoping that by upstanders instead of bystanders, that's not happening. Good luck with that. But that's just me being critical of what I see. And, uh, you know, telling on people, mm, you should do it because that's the only way that it's going to kind of solve the situation is if people know that there are, you know, repercussions for their actions of shooting one another. But guess what? Mum's the word is kind of the way to go if you're in one of these neighborhoods and there's a bunch of shootings happening. Because if somebody finds out you tattled on them, you might get shot. We need them to be involved and call us and be good witnesses, said Carmen. Tell us what's happening in the community. Here's what's happening in the community. Record numbers of people being shot. That's what's happening in the community. Uh, <laughs> PPP Portland Police Bureau has updated its website, so now you can look up shooting statistics in any Portland neighborhood. That is great. That is good to know. Let's see. Where don't I want to live? I don't want to live there. I don't want to live there. Oh, not so much over there. I mean, how crazy is this that we have to have a website that shows statistics of where people are getting shotted up? How about that? They're being shot. Shot it up is not a word. It's not even a phrase. All right, so that's it on this one. But I've got I've got a bonus article for you here. Busy night of shooting in Portland. Three wounded. We had seven shootings in the city in an eleven hour period. Eleven hours. You imagine? It's a nine one one call center. It's like really another one. Okay. They're probably just totally used to it, and they're kind of like, okay, is this ever going to stop? And the answer is, not anytime soon. In what Portland police called another busy night of shooting events, a busy night. How about a horrific night of people shooting each other? Something like that. Three people were wounded in Northeast Portland's Park Rose neighborhood in the early hours of Thursday. This is just a cut. This is actually yesterday. I'm recording this on a Friday. This shooting at 1.38 a.m. was one of seven shootings in the city within an 11-hour span. That's got to be some kind of record, right? I mean, records are normally good. It's like, oh, look at this great record. Yeah, not so much. Gunfire rang out at Northeast 111th and Sandy Boulevard, but by the time police arrived, the victims weren't there. I wonder why. Why did they leave? Why did they flee the scene? See, yep, I got, oh man, I took a round to the forearm. I got to go because I don't want to be involved in this. And I was doing a little something I shouldn't be doing. A little later, the three people, two men and a woman, went to a local hospital for treatment. Authorities said one of them was seriously hurt. The others had minor injuries. 
So for like, uh, so a little later, call it 45 minutes, they had this, they probably took a car, went to somebody's house, dude is just bleeding out like there's no tomorrow. And they have that discussion. Well, we can try and fix it ourselves. We can try and stop the bleeding and hope he gets better. Nah, this doesn't look good. He's getting kind of dizzy. His face is kind of going gray there. Might be the loss of blood. We need to get him to a hospital. And so a little while later, the three people, two men and a woman, they go to a local hospital for treatment, which is probably a good call because their buddy would have died. Otherwise, that's what happens when you bleed out from a gunshot wound. In the hours before that, police, Portland Police Bureau officers responded to six other shootings, which we're now going to discuss. At 2.40 p.m., someone fired a shot into the air in the 4400 block of Northeast Cully Boulevard. Maybe it was a warning shot. Let's see, at 2.40 in the afternoon, what could you be letting people know? Um, hey, I'm here. Um, it's time to do something. Fire gunshot. I don't know. Now, that was definitely a warning shot to somebody. Ah, you know what? Don't like what, love what I'm hearing from you? These are the consequences for your words. Pow. Gun goes off, right? At 9.08 p.m. So we had a solid call it six hours and 28 minutes there. Um, is that right? I think that is. Six hours and 28 minutes goes by. I mean, a lot of time, a lot of downtime there. Shots were heard in the 3100 block of Southeast 136th Avenue. Officers found evidence of gunfire, but didn't find anyone injured. All right. But they could have been not good. 9.56. So call it, in, call it 45 minutes later. Shots were heard in the 100 block of Southeast 146th Avenue. Officers found a victim had been assaulted in an apartment, but not hit by a bullet. A woman was detained. So we had a little, we had a little fisticuffs. We had a fight. And, uh, and there was a shooting, but nobody got hit. So it's all good. But we're still going to rack that up as a shooting. 11.13 p.m. So call it an hour 15 after this. Shots were heard at Northeast 8th Avenue and Tillamook Street. Tillamook, like the cheese, delicious. Police found evidence, uh, and also an Indian tribe, as I remember. Police found evidence of gunfire and learned two vehicles were driving through while occupants may have shot at each other. Meaning they did. We don't really know. Shots were fired and guns were driving through. So... Were they just shooting out the window? Were they just, was it a, a raucous celebration of the evening? They're just driving home after a long evening of doing who knows what, and they just shoot their guns out the window in celebration of, ah, Thursday, such a good day. Let's just shoot some guns in the air. No, they're shooting at each other, right? 11.52 a.m. Now we're getting into the wee hours of the morning. Shots were heard in the 3100 block of Southeast 136th Avenue. So we've got a real, so this is the same area that at 908, the 3100 block of Southeast 136th Avenue, we've got a pattern going on here. This is ongoing. We need to get to the bottom of this. Shots were heard in the 3100 block of Southeast 136th Avenue. Gunfire evidence was found, but again, no strikes. Those crafty people shooting guns. Evidence was found. So they got shell casings, right? And people heard it. And people are calling into 911. Yeah, there's been another shooting. No, I'm not even going to look out my window. Don't want to get shot. Please send a cop. 
we'd really like to have some protection. Three occupied houses were struck by bullets, including one with two children inside. That is frightening. A bullet pierced the bedroom of another house while a couple was sleeping, and three cars were also struck by gunfire. That was that was a shootout, wasn't it? Nobody got hurt that we know of. Um, but oftentimes you'll have these stories where, and I read a lot of these because I'm like, you know what, all these pieces of the puzzle, they all kind of fit together and they all form what I I perceive as you've got a massive drug addiction problem, you've got massive homelessness, and then you've got all the people running around that are kind of a combination of the both of those things and all of the drug dealers who are supplying all of the drug addicted people who are out doing the criming, who shoot, and they all shoot each other because that's the... Uh, that's the law of the street, right? Who has the bigger gun or is willing to shoot it and killing their kill their fellow human being? But in cities like Portland and Seattle, we don't really do much when they shoot each other. And uh, we kind of just turn them out on the street. And, uh, eh, you know, maybe they'll get a little slap on the wrist. But uh, gunfire, common, happens all the time. You just, that's... You know, that's that's what you heard. Yeah, that is not a firecracker. That was a gunshot. And go out to your car and there's a bullet hole through the rear quarter panel. Yeah, no, thank you. Pass. That's a hard pass for me. Bullets also struck a bedroom door at Whitney Fabrizio's home in Park Rose neighborhood. Fabrizio was at work while the shooting happened, but her roommate was asleep in the bedroom that was struck. How'd you like that? You're taking a little nap and all of a sudden... Something just smashes, and you're like, what was that? And you go see whatever it was that the smashing noise came from, and it's just destroyed. And you see a hole through the window, and you're like, oh, my gosh. My house has been hit. Random shooting. And that is some scary stuff because, like with a kid in a bedroom or a human being sleeping, man, imagine waking up to that. One of your kids has been shot. Random gunshot through the window. No, thank you. Again, pass. Um, my roommate in this room woke up screaming because she thought someone was banging on the door, but it was really just a bullet ricocheting back and forth. So, all right, let's break that down. And that's what Fabrizio said. So, a bullet ricocheting back and forth. So, the door must have been uh, an aluminum frame door, probably hollow core aluminum frame. So, maybe it's an exterior door and they shot into it. And by the time the bullet got inside, didn't have enough power to get out, but it would go ding, 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 ding. And it would sound much louder than a ding. It would be, you know, it'd sound like a gunshot's going off each time and just be like, oh my gosh, or somebody's smashing on the door. So that's what happens when a bullet goes inside of a metal frame door. And that's what I'm imagining that is. Uh, a car parked in front of her house also had four bullet holes, one in the back windshield, two in the front windshield, and one in the side. So one in the back windshield, two in the front windshield. All right, so they're going through there. And then one in the side. So different angles of gunshot here and... I'm just reading into it what I can because this is ridiculous, right? I guess I felt safe until last night. Kind of rethinking some things, she said. I bet you are. I would be too. I'd be like, I'm rethinking if there's any way that I can afford to go elsewhere. That is what I should be uh, doing. I keep thinking there were kids in that other house. 
I just was so glad no one was hurt. I'm just really grateful for the amount of gunshots we've got going on here. The percentages of people being hit are in this story, in this podcast, are low, right? I mean, you got one guy that was kind of bleeding out and his buddies got him to the hospital. But everybody else is just a bunch of shootings. So either Portland's got some really bad shooters or they're just, you know, firing off some random uh, warning shots, something along those lines. But I, me too. I'm just glad people aren't being killed here. But guess what? They have been. And uh, Seattle just had its um, record-breaking homicide year. I think we had 50 homicides in 2020. And... Um, yeah, that's something to really be proud of. That's, you know, other cities, if you can achieve our homicide rate, ooh, that's something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Dee Dee McElhaney has lived in the Park Rose neighborhood for seven years. She spoke with Coin6 News about the gunfire on Northeast Thompson Street. I think it's really scary. They're getting closer and closer to our house all the time, she said. We hear gunshots all the time. All right, so this is, let me just keep going. <laughs> Sorry, Didi said they heard between 15 and 20 shots early Thursday morning. Another neighbor, Steph Yukik, said it sounded like a fully automatic weapon going off. He's lived in the Park Rose neighborhood for 42 years and said he hears gunfire on a weekly basis now. And I'll just keep going. Let's just see. Years ago, you would have been up thinking about it all night and we're like, oh, that was gunshots. We go back to bed and you know, that's not right, she said. And that is part of my thing with the whole defunding of the police. It's only going to hurt neighborhoods like this. And I am guessing people in these neighborhoods on the socioeconomic scale, they're in these are lower end neighborhoods, because that's typically where you've got all the violence going on. Not to say that it's not elsewhere, but particularly gunfire, that seems to, you know, seems to happen in those neighborhoods. So communities of color, those are the ones that are going to be impacted the most. You're getting more and more gunfire. And guess what? With less and less police coverage, those are the communities that will be impacted more and more. And that's exactly what I just read, right? I mean, that's that's what I read. Didi's son, Kelton McElhaney, said he constantly worries about the uptick in gun violence in the area and doesn't want his mom to go for walks alone. I can't blame him. Didi said she sometimes sees police patrolling the neighborhood, but, but they are few and far between. She said recent cuts to the Bureau's budget have simply left the force depleted and spread too thin. Didi wants Portland leaders to know the city needs its officers. And that's where I've been with this whole situation the whole way along. If you want to do some reform, if you want to rethink the police and reimagine, that's fine. But in the meantime, get some more police officers on the ground. Get those, get those, all those police that have left Seattle. You're going to have to do something because 2021 is not going to be a great year for crime statistics in Seattle. But then again, maybe it is because we're basically just taking most of our mis misdemeanor crimes and saying, yep. Poverty defense. If you can prove that you're poor, you're homeless, you're addicted to drugs, haul pass on all that criming. So our stats might look great in 2021. Not based on reality, but based on massaging of the stats. Let's see. Let's take out that outlier. Let's take out that outlier. Oh, this is much better. Let's let's go ahead and mitigate our crime issue. And you know how we're going to do that? We're going to take over 100 
misdemeanors. This is the city of Seattle. It's what we're thinking about. It's what we're reimagining. It's what we're rethinking for our crime and how we report crime. In order to get around all that criming going on in our city, legalize those crimes. They're no longer crimes. You no longer have to report them. Genius. I mean, whoever came up with that plan, oh, they are really onto something. How about we just outlaw crime in all, all sectors? We don't have any crime. There would be no crime to report. It would all be good, right? No, it would be terrible. It would be awful. It would be anarchy. That's where we're headed. We need the police presence. We need to clean up our streets to protect our citizens, she said. Those of us who have no reason to be involved in any kind of violence are now becoming victims of violence. Yep. That's literally, that's what I talk about all the time is communities of color will suffer the most because that's where this is going on for various reasons I just, just described. And that is happening. And I think a lot of people are aware of it, but nobody really wants to talk about it. And they don't want to talk about it because it's inevitable that it's going to happen. And if we ignore it, if we put our heads in the sand, maybe we'll hope it goes away. Maybe, just maybe it will. It's kind of like a bad relationship. You just, you're just, you're at the tail end of that relationship and you're like, man, I'm going to stick this out because I think, I think it could work out. No, that's not going to happen. It never does, right? It never just miraculously turns around. We need to get help. We need to try to do the best we can to decrease the gun violence and increase the police activity around here, said Kelton. We need them to uh, patrol to keep us safe. Oof. There were 890 shootings in the city of Portland in 2020, by far a record. Setting some records, not good ones, but setting them anyway. And dramatically, that was dramatically up from 393 the year before. Holy smokes, that's double. Through January 12th, there have already been 32 shootings in the city. Man. There is some violence going on, right? In one of these news stories, I'm going to read one of these news stories soon, and it's going to be all 12 shootings ended up in somebody getting shot. People are going to die. I mean, that's just how when you shoot enough guns, enough rounds go off, somebody's going to get killed. So unfortunately, I will be continuing this storyline down the road for hence said reasons. To tune back in here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Love to have you subscribe. I'm out of here on this one. I will keep talking about these stories as they keep happening because you guys want to hear them. I think people need to know that's what we're doing right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. That's it for me. Thanks for being here. Catch you on the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 